Yeah, ha, here we go. We're live. I, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna work, but it works. Uh welcome to Shoot Defense, the first review episode of the season. The the band is back. The band is back. I've got Steve Air, I have Rodri Giggs. Gentlemen, how was your weekend? Um yeah, I'm well, crap. Because of the COVID. COVID, COVID, you're looking forward to getting back to the game and then it's just like rinse and repeat again. It's like, what is going on? After, you know, and people, obviously, people who are involved in football, who've been involved in football, don't take pre-season too seriously, but there's a lot of people that do. And uh, so they probably got overexcited about, you know, beating Liverpool 4-0, doing this, doing that. But, no, you could see the signs against Atletico Madrid and then, yeah, when you see when you see Freddie McTominay, it's just like fuck. So, but oh, and I'm obviously, <laughs> obviously I'm struggling with COVID. So, but well, I'll tell you what, from the last time we spoke, how long, how long ago was that when you first got hit with it? Tuesday last week, Wednesday, Monday, 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 yeah, yeah, Monday. So in a week, you've done well because yeah. you were pretty, you were fucking bad, not pretty bad, you were fucking bad. Unless you put it on that first, <laughs> that, that first day, it was rotten. But yeah, after that, it's just just recovering. There you go. Be done well. You done well. You're still here. Yeah, Mister Air. How is one? All good, lads. Are you all right? All good, mate. All good. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Weekend was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm obviously at Doncaster now. We were one 0 down against Sutton. Put in. To, I was going to. I just said care to share, but you're, you're telling oh, me I, that's I good. If you could hear me, mate. Yeah, it's at Doncaster. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> he's got. He's got the frozen. Oh no! <laughs> the frozen screen. He's going to have to come out oh. and go back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it was getting good. They were playing Sutton United. I was getting ready for this story. Like Jack and Ori, man. Oh, he's back. He's back. Okay, come on, Steve. You, you played Sutton United. That's 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 all we got, and then it cut off. We didn't play well. We put the effort in. Um, didn't play particularly well. We were 1-0 down. The game was over, really. But we scored in the 92nd and 94th minute to win the game. So we were delighted with that. Then Obviously, seeing City players they did on the Sunday was a, a fantastic. We ended up being. A... Oh, he's froze again in the same. Oh picture. shit! Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what, Rod? I, I wanted to get this up on the screen so that Steve could uh, explain. If you look at the bottom, the right at the bottom, you know what's coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There they go. Here he's down the bottom, right there. <laughs> wow, uh, you sure? Steve, I was just, I just brought that up on the screen so everyone can see your your celebrations, man. Is that you running back as well? He's running back as well. I'm gonna put it again. Here he's down at the bottom. There, I think that's him. I think that's him. It is him, isn't it, Rod? Down there. Yeah, right, right by the assistant ref on the right hand side. The one, the one trying to keep up to the gaffer. Yeah, there he is. There's that jump and the run with the arms in the air. Aguero, <laughs> and then he stops. 
And then he turns around, he celebrates. Is that a fan that runs on the pitch? I don't know. He turns back and says, fuck this. I don't want no COVID from this guy. <laughs> Steve. See, that, that's, that's the face. That was the face he made when the ball went in the back of the net. <laughs> that's the face he made when the ball went in the back of the net. <laughs> fucking hell. This is technology, man. This is modern technology. You love to fucking see it. Jesus. But yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Rod, let's talk about United first, man. While Steve uh, tries to get his shit sorted. It was a shit show. It was bad. I Listen... You know me, I love to have a a little a little bit of a laugh sometimes, man. But it, it was no joking matter. It was no joking matter whatsoever. Listen, if you're a non-United fan, it's fucking hilarious. But when when it comes down to it, how many of these fucking players are still going to be there in the summer? And I'm asking this after the first day of the season, man. Uh, yeah, it's just a pure, it's a pure hatchet job. There's, there's, there's probably the the probably be three, possibly four, and that's including the two new signings. I'd expect to be still there next year. Dalot, not good enough. We knew we know that. McTominay, not good enough. You know, I, I keep on going back to a, a game he played about three years ago. It's Barcelona. It's the only good good game that he's really played. So Fred, not good enough. You know, it's just. Uh, even to start with, uh, you got to question his decision to go with a false nine as well. It's just, I don't, you, all pre-season we've gone with a, a nine. You've got Rashford there. He's played centre-forward before. He's done it. He's done it even in pre-season. So, yeah, the, the decision to, to go that route is obviously, it's not, you could see he was stunned at the end. I felt sorry for him at the end. He didn't know where to go. He shook Potter's mm. hand and then he looked bewildered and didn't where to go. He looked shell-shocked. So, um, he's probably not seen that. But Gary Neal made a, a very valid point where, you know, these players are just going back to default. Uh, when they get under pressure, they go back to, to what they know and, and, and that's what we've seen in the last two or three years and, the, the the recovery speed and the the the, the positional there's they're all they were all over the place. Fred McTominay, it's one pass and the they're in on the back four. It was just they're all over the place. Dalot recovery just not good enough. Uh, Rashford again should score. Ronaldo was onside. He should score. All he's got to do is concentrate. I've played centre forward. I've played at them positions. It's an easy finish. It's all you've got to do. You, the ball's coming across. It's keep it low and side for it. It's simple as that. Not blast it. Just just use the pace on the ball. It's a very simple finish. And he's made a meal of it and made the keeper look a million dollars. So, and, and I feel, you know, watching games over the years at United, when Ronaldo come on, there was a buzz. He, he, he broke away. Rashford scores. You get on a run at Old Trafford. Then you get you get another one, and then you can see where it goes from there. But the, the goal, it was just no, it was a bitty goal. It was really it was handball. If you, it, let's be truthful. We got away with a penalty that, that should have been given. So you know, it's just a poor, poor, poor day all around. Especially when you know you've had a good pre-season, but you know, obviously I mentioned before that people in football pre-seasons are just about getting fit. Never mind the results. The results are irrelevant, but. Um, yeah, it's just disappointing. 
Mate, do you know what? I've got so many questions to ask about this performance and United, and I actually don't know where to begin. Um, so I'm, let, let me ask you about Brighton then. As you know, I'm, I'm a big Graham Potter fan. Yeah. Um, and I think they got their system down patted. It was absolutely perfect. They, it's almost as if what, what Steve said about the Bielsa teams, when you play against them, if you outrun them, you're going to beat them. And it's almost as if with United, you didn't have to just outrun them because it, it was just simple. They were getting the ball out wide. As you mentioned with Dallow, it was in no man's land, uh, through the middle. Casado was brilliant. Danny Welbeck up front let, you know, let the line really, really well. Defensively, they hardly had anything to do up until, what, the 60th minute? So, hats off to Brighton. But, again, if it was against a different team, would they have had that much... Uh, that much play, that much luck, that much well, I say luck, that much fortune. Can't say luck; they weren't lucky. Well, well, well listen, listen. Brighton are a very organised team, very well drilled team, and they've been together a long time now. Still, two or three years is a long time in football, so you get used to playing with each each other. And they've got one new addition. It's obviously sold two two very good players as well. But yeah, they're, 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 obviously it shows that they're a good team. They play together and they're playing at a team that are all over the place at the minute and under pressure. And as soon as the first one went in, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just poor. The, mid, <clears throat> the midfield, sorry, the midfield is just really, really poor. And I'm astonished that he went with them too, to be honest. I'm just astonished. Ericsson needs to be there at, at the side of one of them because as soon as he went there, they started playing. Um, this Rabiot... It's come out of nowhere, and Inatovic has come out of nowhere. It's just, oh, it's just yeah, like panic. It's, like, it's, it's like bonkers. Shit. It's fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. Like Arnautovic, yeah. Forget the fact that he's thirty-three. He's a fucking racist. <laughs> he's a fucking racist. Like what? What are they doing? Right? And then Rabio. Even even Steve told us about this guy when the lad was at Man City. You know, they wanted him out. His mum was getting in the way. Unfortunately, Steve isn't here to tell us the stories, but he's got stories about Rabiot. So, and, and this guy's sat fifth, sixth choice at, at Juventus. No disrespect, Ramsey was ahead of him in the pecking order at, at a large majority of the, the time there. So, it's just like, um, what the fuck is going on? What is going on? Because this is not like a. a, a... A two, three year fix. You, 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 you're five, ten years behind elite clubs like Manchester City and Liverpool. Just that. What I watched on Sunday was just like, what, what the fuck? What I'm watching it and I'm thinking, no, oh, this is the West. I'm talking about the West Ham game and City game now. And I'm looking at it and thinking, this is like, have you watched Game of Thrones? You've not watched Sorry. Game of Thrones. Well, in Game of Thrones, there's these giants. And it's just like giants against little people. That's what it looked like against Haaland. On, on, and you're thinking, now they've got in. And yeah, for 50 million quid, it's just like the business they're doing. And, and then they've sold Jesus. They've sold, so they're literally breaking even. And the 35 points in front of us last year, now they've got in. Yeah, it's, it's scary. And we're going for people like, Stoke and West Ham, and it's it's actually laughable now. It's that it's not it's it's not it's not funny. It's just laugh. It's it's laughable. It's just laughable. 
Well, the, the thing is... Mr Young thing, so... Mr Young now yeah. should have been done. Listen, 17 million, let's pay you, let's get out of the way. He should be here because that's a start. It's a big start. But I don't think that that's not even happened now. They ain't going to solve the problems. They ain't going to solve the problem at all. The only thing I will say, Rod, I, I get the feeling that Ten Hag is trying to wean a lot of players out slowly. He doesn't want to come in and just start dropping players left, right and centre because it's going to upset people, right? So I think he's giving certain players enough rope to hang themselves with. So at the end of the season, I know, obviously, we can't be saying, oh, we're going to the season, we need results now. Of course we do, but it's, it's a gradual process. So perhaps in the summer, he'll evaluate, or maybe even in January, he'll evaluate that bloody squad and say, right, maybe Dallow's shit, don't want you. Wan-Bissaka, what must Wan-Bissaka be think, thinking right now? Like, Dallow's ahead of him. What does that tell you about his ability? Right? Varane is sitting on the bench at the moment. You've got Maguire. Uh, to be honest, I don't think anyone is bulletproof at the moment. I really don't. I really don't. I think he's giving them opportunities to, to shoot themselves in the foot and say, right, you're not playing well, you're gone. You're not, you're gone, you're gone. But the problem is, how do you get rid of them? How do you get rid of them? Because we still got Phil Jones on our bloody books. You muted. Sorry, I was on mute. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process. Like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a massive job. You can't do it all at once. But, you know, seeing some of the, 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 the youth, I would rather look at Gardner than, than McTominay now. You know, even that, that, that tackle, what is he doing? He's got, he's got complete control of the ball. There's no one near him. And then he takes a touch. It's just like, come on. And then you go over the top, try to do the kid. Um, yeah, Fred's not a defensive midfielder. He's just not. He hasn't got a defensive bone in his body. So, uh, I don't know where. Yes, he can get about the pitch, but it's just, he's going it's over the same thing over like year over year. It's boring. And you'd think, you know, they've stitched him, they've stitched the manager up big time. They've stitched him up big time. They he shouldn't have been starting with, with that team. And, you know, with the added pressure with Ronaldo, he should have probably, should he have started? I don't know, but maybe not. But I'm still think Rashford or Alanga or someone else should have played centre forward, not Bruno Fernandes. It's an endless chicken. Well, they tried that last season, didn't they? Pogba and, and Bruno against Man City as, as uh, false nines. And that was... <laughs> I'm not even going to use the word that I wanted to use, but it was bad. And the thing is, even before the game, when they asked Ten Hag, what's the thought process behind um, Ericsson playing up front? He goes, oh, he's played as, as a, up front with, with Ajax. But I don't think he understood the question because the reporter was insinuating that he was playing as a, as a centre-forward, as a number nine. But Ten Hag probably thought he meant as a number 10 or as like an attacking midfielder. So he was like, well, he's played that position before. Because I don't ever remember... Christian Eriksen playing as a striker in his whole bloody career. So perhaps he misunderstood the question, but I, I, I agree with you. You know, you've got Elanga on the bench, play him out wide and put Rashford up front. But, you know, perhaps it's what Steve said the other day in the sense that it's win-win for Ten Hag because if he doesn't play, if he, if he plays him and he doesn't do well, then he could say, well, there you go. And if he does play well, it's like, okay, it's, it's a genius. I brought him on. It's a great, great idea. 
It's beyond laughable. Squad is light, attracting shite. Wage bill is massive. Stadium is broken. Midfield engine is awful. The list goes on. I get the feeling that's Pieri. I can't see the names when it comes up on Facebook. So um, I'm thinking it's Pieri. Is it Pieri? I'm, I'm too scared to even check. Unless, uh, no, it's Kiri. Okay, Kiri. He's a United fan. He's a United fan. Anyway, um, so we, we've spoken about that game. Uh, I don't want to talk about the goals. Again, I've got to give props to... So Potter, I think he's been absolutely brilliant for him. Again, working on a shoestring budget, he's lost his best defender. The left-back, Kukurea, has gone to Chelsea and he's gone to Old Trafford and got a win. So, well done. Um, right. Wow, what's happening? Why, why am I on my own now? Why am I on my own? I'm not going to do this on my own. This, this, is, this is just weird. It's just weird. Steve's gone, Rod's gone. Do you know what? I am... Going to put a link. If anyone is watching, I wonder if this if this if it's going to work. Can I put it in the comments? bit? if anyone, no, I can't even put it in the comments. For fuck's sake! Oh, well, I'm sorry, mate. You scared the shit out of me, man. No, it was crackling, so I just couldn't come out. Using that shit phone. <clears throat> no worries, man. No worries. Um, I'll tell you what. The the title of the show is the newbies done good. And a lot of the new people, the new teams did well. Bournemouth you know what, mate? I was, I, was, I, was, I was, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but the, probably the, the most, the best team I've seen over the weekend, by far, were Fulham. They, they were unbelievable. But go on, sorry, mate. No, no, I was just saying, Bournemouth did well. Fulham did really well. Holland, obviously, newbie, he's done well. Nunes scored for Liverpool, he did well. Who are the other team that came up? Forest. Remember Forest. Football. Oh, yeah, sorry. Football. I, I should have just put in brackets apart from Forest. But, okay, um, Liverpool then. Liverpool go to Fulham. Ends in a two-all draw. I think that's a coupon buster straight away because I, I don't know many people that thought Fulham would get anything out of this game. Uh, Mitrovic scored twice. There are a lot of videos about Mitrovic bullying Van Dijk. Um, Liverpool twice coming from behind. It's, it, it was a, a game that... It was kind of like a cup game, wasn't it? If you think about it, you know, we've got a, a big team, yeah? Well, did you watch it? Did, yeah. Did watch, yeah, the, the first half was so impressive with Fulham. Um, yeah, in Liverpool's faces, very good football. Met, uh, the, obviously, the centre-forward up front, Mitrovic, was, was outstanding. Give Van Dijk a running ragged, um, which you don't see often. Um, but Liverpool were definitely off it a little bit, but full marks to Fulham, they, they were excellent. And uh, full deserved the result. You no, know, they could have easily won it, but you no, know, they could have easily lost it as well. But yeah, very good result. Just hopefully they can, you know, if they keep that centre forward like that, playing like that, then they'll be okay. And same with same with Bournemouth, um, Kiefer Moore, you know, these throwbacks and centre forwards are coming back. And um, yeah, it's, it's um, these these modern day centre halves. They don't know how to deal with them. Well, I, I said this on the show the other week. You know, I think Mitrovic is going to have a good season. Okay, I don't think he's going to get like 20, 25 goals. He might get 15 or so. And he might be the difference between Fulham going up and staying down. I mean, as you mentioned, he's one of those traditional number nines. But if you look at the goal that he scored, the first one, where he was basically at the back stick and, you know, he outlet um, Trent, completely bullied him out of the way. He made Van Dijk look stupid a few times as well. What I want to ask you, actually, about Mitrovic, do you think, if you look at all the, all the right-backs in the Prem, or even the left-backs, 
How many tall, strong left backs do you know that are good in the air? Or full backs uh, in general? Oh, yeah, there's not many. Dallow isn't. Shaw isn't. Yeah, no, probably, probably, there's probably one in his, his left, uh, Alonso. Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah? Yeah, but other than that, yeah, there's um, obviously White, if he plays there for, for, for Arsenal, he'll be obviously good because he's a centre half, but. Um, yeah, the, the, this the, is it, and the reason is not really great in the air, is it? Exactly. So, I mean, the reason I'm asking is because I get the feeling that you're going to see a lot of that this season. Balls play back stick, let him get on the end of it. I, I think you're going to see that a lot with Mitrovic because he's, he's got it, he's got it in him, as you've seen. Well, he's you're going to see, see that with, with Kiefer Moore as well because he, you know, I've not I've watched him play for Wales and he, and for Cardiff, and he's he's very, very, very good in the air, very physical. Um, bit like Andy Carroll, Kiefer Moore. Physically wise, in the air, he's always all, you know, he's big. He's people don't know how to deal with him, so you get lots of lots of fouls against him because he's, you know, he, he man on yeah. yeah. And what about Van Dyke then? Um, he had a, a, a shocking game at the weekend. He had a shocking game, and that's very unlike him. But what I have to say. Isn't the first time we've seen him do this recently? Remember the Champions League final when he didn't get tight to the winger? You let him run at him, pulled off, right? He did the same thing. Did the same thing at the weekend. Are I think we now looking at a player? No, I'm not saying that he's in decline. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But do you think that he doesn't trust the rest of the defenders that he's got because Liverpool play such a high line and the fullbacks get forward? Do you, do you think that he feels that he's got to do more than one player's job? No, no, I, I feel that he was he was a bit too confident, and, and um, obviously didn't expect Mitrovic to do that quite quite skillful acting in the box. What he did, he quick feet, and he just mistimed it. That's all. Just you know, it's a bit of uh, a bit of a wake up call for him that you know you, you can't be too complacent, even though he's the best centre forward probably in the world. You still got to be on, on the ball and. You can't let yourself slip like that, and that's what's happened. You know, it's a good job he's happened now. I, I wouldn't expect to see that again from him because you, you don't see it from him. And uh, I just think he's, he's overconfident, and he's Mitrovic has done it. All right. Well, Darwin Nunes, he got a lot of stick after a friendly game against United. There's so many weird people on social media, man. Did you see that video compilation? Like, he, he had a bad game against United and a, another bad game in a friendly. And all of a sudden, there's a compilation of it. I, I think these people know what they're doing, though. They know that they're going to get loads of clicks. And loads what of you've got, what you've got me, what you've got now, a lot of people that are coming into football that don't really understand football like, like, like the rest of us. Like, you know, they see a few good results in pre-season and they get carried away. Uh, you know, centre forward for Liverpool misses some chances. That's what pre-season's for. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just pre-season is to get you fit and fit alone and get your chances and get all that. If you miss chances, who cares? You know, it's, it's when the season starts. That's when it counts. And you know, yeah, they've they've scored. He's opened his his goal scoring. Salah scored again. You know. Haaland scored again. There's a lot of newbies, like you say, scored goals, and you know we're back to where we started. Yeah, but mate, that that kid, he's a striker and a half. In the goal for, for Watford tonight. 
Oh, Saar from his own half, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, decent. But no, that, that Nunez is is he's gonna be something special, mark my words. He's not, gonna, thing be is, better, he's not gonna be better than Harlan though, I don't know. No, uh, mate, no. I don't know, man. No. I'm not saying that he's gonna he's gonna be better, but he's got the potential to be as good. No. I'm telling you, his yeah. movement, I I think he's he's oh, he's he's gonna be quality for him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, what's the wait? We draw a wager then. Nunes, Harlan gets more goals than Nunes. No, I'm not. I'm not waging that because I think Harlan is going to get. I'm going to put him on my dream team. I'm going to sort. I'm going to sort. I'm going to sort Harlan for Kane. I'm going to wait till Thursday when all the press conferences are done. So at least I don't know if there's any other injuries. I'm not going to make any changes just yet. But um, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to take out Harlan. They, they, I'm going to take out Kane and bring in Harlan. I mean, City have got Bournemouth at the weekend, so I'm even tempted to triple captain it, but. I actually might wait till United play Liverpool and then triple caps in Salah. Mm. Salah against Shaw. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think these that, that, that the, the left back will be playing. Malaysia. As soon as he gets in, he will not get out. And then, and then Shaw will probably go somewhere, Newcastle or somewhere like that, in the, the, the uh, December or after the World Cup. He won't get back in once he gets out. Newcastle won't want him. <laughs> once he once he gets gets back in this new kid, he won't. He, that's be it. Well, so who's going to be his second choice left back then? It'll be it'll be Shaw. Yeah, but if Shaw leaves, well, it, it, I'm not sure. Well, Martinez, uh, you uh, you you uh, got uh, what's it? Alvarez, Martinez, Alvarez, Martinez, yeah, Martinez, Alvarez, whatever. Brandon Williams still there? Has he gone? Oh God! Was he too busy hugging Ericsson? <laughs> but yeah, so look, interesting stat which I, I saw on on match of the day: Salah scored in every yeah, uh, opening day of the season. Yeah. That's, re- that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it was a little lucky goal. It was a goal that could have been prevented as well, but just because they they played well that them two centre halves, but they just put under pressure. And uh, obviously not give him a shout. And um, mm. yeah, easy finish. Tapping. Uh, uh, it was a good weekend for the three bigger London clubs. Spurs battered Southampton. Arsenal got a good win against Imagine, Palace. And where would you think? Heaven. Where would you think we'd be now if we took Antonio Conte? I think we'd still be in the same situation. I, I don't think he'd still be there. He'd walk. If you if you turn around, if you look at Conte at Spurs, yeah, he came in. They brought no, but he would have brought in different players at the time, wouldn't he? Yeah, but they brought they brought in the players that he wants. Yeah, yeah, Spurs true. have brought in the players that he wants. He wanted Kulisevsky. He wanted Bentanko. He brought in. Well, uh, he might have got Perisic. what he wants. Right, United. He might have. Nah, no chance. What you think? Ten Hag wants Rabiot. Well, they want an Arnautovic. He coached him at 20, yeah, didn't he? But, with, uh... Yeah, but still, still, mate, it's, it's, it's just 33 years. Of, it's not, it's just, it's just, put, oh yeah, it's just bad business. When you desperately want a striker, you don't go for a 33-year-old Arnautovic. No, no, you exactly. If you're, if you're Spurs, yeah, and you need a, a left back or a left wing back, Perisic makes perfect sense. Because he's he's got to a World Cup final, he's won titles wherever he's gone. There's the difference. There's the final. I, I, I was amazed that that Avram Avram Plaza was there yesterday. How does he even get out? 
Uh, okay, so you're going to open up a can of worms here because I've I've got things to say about that, and I don't want to do that because people are going to start lambasting me for for uh, what's it called inciting violence. It's just it's just rinse apps. When when I heard that the the the, the, the six hundred million still hold, that was the bill five and uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, the amount of money that they took out, and uh, where you see, it. but you see it now when 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 you actually go through it and and look at it, um, it's just uh, it doesn't help with with all the, the the great players all in punditry or you know lack of coaching or lack of being being at the club. No fault through their own, or you know it's just it just doesn't. It doesn't doesn't help. Like you know, Gary Neville. It's time to sell. It's time to sell. It's time to sell ten years ago, Gary. Yeah, but he uh, wasn't saying that when he was taking their money, though, was he? No, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I'm surprised just... that I'm surprised that Uncle Fergie didn't pick up the phone the next day and say, "Gary, shut up. They're good owners, Gary. Yeah, there's no just, value in the um, market, Gary. Um, <laughs> it's just it's an absolute shambles and, and you know this 1958 they are gaining ground every week I love them I think they're doing great there's a very good process again um, start, started at the Lowry I think and they obviously got to the ground but yeah it just needs to keep going and keep going but yeah how does this guy even get out of the ground once you know he's there how do you get out What's gone soft, mate? What's gone soft? Look at this. Bring back Phil Jones. The <laughs> fuck is this person? Jesus. Well, you've got, you got, you got to think. you got to think. Ronaldo and Varane sat on that bench thinking, what the fuck is going on here? What are you doing here? <laughs> no, but two years. Where years, Eric Bailly? <laughs> or, or five years ago, they'd been in, in Real Madrid and the Heights. And now they're probably, stuck. what the fuck is going on here? Getting beat up Brighton at home. And no, no, and no disrespect to Brian because they, you know, they were a very, very good, very good team, but we still should be beating them. And when a player that's left eight years ago is the best player on the pitch, you know, I should, I, I, I should have never got rid of Danny Welbeck in the first place, but that's another story. That's that's fine. How? All right, let's let's talk about Spurs. Then they went a goal down against Southampton, and then stormed on four-one. Sessegnon got on the score sheet, wing back. Eric Dyer on the score sheet, centre back. Spurs are getting goals from all over the pitch, aren't they? And I tell you what, uh, I don't want to say it because people are going to fucking get on my back, but I think they could cause a lot of problems when it comes to the title race. I'm not saying that they're going to win it, but I think they could cause a lot of problems, man. Especially with this head coach. If they had someone else as head coach, I wouldn't believe it. But yeah, I think Conte speaks. You listen. I think the the only the only downside I think they have is. Because the lack of depth, quality. Um, if they keep Son and Kane fit, you know, then they've added Richarlison as well. Yeah, they could be massive, massive problems because this manager, he's been there, done it, got the T-shirt, wherever he's been. So, and I do like him. He's intense. Um, you know, obviously, people like playing for him because he gets results as well. So, yeah, the, you know, the, the stadium, it's all set up there, Tottenham. It's all set up for, for success. You know, the stadium's magnificent. 
They've got an uh, England captain who scores 20, 30 goals, a son, you know, a good double act. And then obviously added Richarlison and they've got a good cast around them. So, and like, obviously a very, very, very good manager who's won things. So, yeah, they're definitely going to be in the top four. They could replace, uh, well, United aren't going to be there. So it's going to be the same United. I mean, City, Liverpool, I think Tottenham will, will be third if, if they don't squeeze into that top two. But Rod, they, they've got Kulisevsky as well. And you saw in the back in the last season how good he was. He 21, 22. He's still young, man. Yeah. He's still young. Yeah. And the thing is, they've got Richarlison to come back. This is, I'll tell you what, it's very clever what he's doing because not many people realise this, but obviously we've got the World Cup this year. And, um, you know, come, I think the, the World Cup ends, what, the 18th of December and then they restart on the 26th of, of December. I think it's eight days after the World Cup. You need a big squad and Spurs have got that now, man. You know, they've got um, the lad, uh, what's his name, Bissouma. They've got him to, still to come into the team. And, they still, might, still might add, and, they, and they still might add some more. It's scary, man. Perisic with the kid from... Perisic, yeah. Jed so, Spencer, right wing back as well. Yeah, I like. I've, I've always liked Ryan Setting. You know, I think he'd be a good player for Tottenham. Yeah. Under, under Conte, he reminds me of like a, like a, a, the Moses, the way he did with Moses at Chelsea. I think he'll do like the same thing with Ryan Setting. He's got good energy, good delivery. Uh, I've always liked him when they signed him from Fulham, but he's never really got a good run. Johnny said last week that he reckons that Harson Hall will be the first... Well, actually, he said Eddie Howe would be the first head coach sacked. And then I reminded him that Eddie Howe signed a new contract. So he went back and he said Harson Hall. I, I fear for Southampton this season, mate. I really fear for them because they... OK, they went a goal up at Spurs, but after that, it was just... They do let a lot of goals in, don't they? Mm-hmm. And their goalkeeper, man. Uh, they do let a lot of goals in. They've got rid of a good keeper as well at Fraser. Of course, yeah. So and you know if Ward Prowse doesn't really score, who else is gonna? Who else is well, gonna Broger, do it? went back to Chelsea, so I I don't know that they they've spent quite a bit this summer, but they haven't they haven't they haven't got numbers, they haven't got bodies. Do you get what I'm saying? I think they made free signings, spent about sixty odd million. So but I don't, spent... I don't understand why 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 they 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 suddenly back him, let him spend money, and then sack him. Well, they haven't given him a shit ton of money to spend, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what was the other team? Yeah, Chelsea. They went to uh, Everton. Got a good victory if you think about it. I know Goodison isn't really a, a fortress like it used to be. Um, a lot of people are tipping Everton to go down, especially now that Richarlison's gone. Calvert-Lewin not playing. Another team with problems, but hey, you, you need to go and get the points, and they got the points. It was ugly. They came away with a few injuries as well, and they've got Spurs at the weekend. Uh, Werner's leaving. He's agreed Mate, to go to Leipzig, hasn't he? Why do Why do you think Jordan Pickford just? Why do? Because that is made that Ben Godfrey that could have been prevented, couldn't it? The ball was like three three, three yards out, and he's brought it back in, Pickford, and then that. Collisions happen with Godfrey and he broke his leg. Did you watch it? Yeah, but the thing is, Pickford's got previous. Like he doesn't think, he doesn't think he's too hyped up, man. You, do you remember the goal that he conceded against Liverpool in the 96th minute, where he just yeah. dropped it in the back I of the net. This field, this kid broke his leg in that could have easily been prevented. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and it looks a bad one as well. It looks mm. a real bad one. Yeah. But um yeah, so but Chelsea did enough. They they, they weren't you know, I think the Tuchel said it perfectly at the end, you know, they're still they're still trying to find find something there and but you know, a, a very good penalty. Um it was a penalty. It was a good ball by Kabale. Um good play by the left back, Chilwell. And uh, yeah, poor decision by the by the Everton player and it was a definite pen, but very well taken and uh a good result. Do you think uh, Chelsea will strengthen even more now that Werner's leaving? Yes. You can't, yes, you can't rely on Havertz and, you know, Pulisic. No. They, they need a centre-forward, don't they? But um, wait, wait, where do you get them from? Where well, this is them? it. Well, they, who's available? <laughs> who's, who's available? So, I don't see Sterling playing there long-term, but Sterling seems to be all over the place. He seems to be happy there. He can go wherever he wants. More like a free role he's on. Do you so, hear the rumour that they're looking at Aubameyang? Have you heard that yeah, one? Yeah, Aubame- Aubameyang would be a, a good signing for him. Um, he you think? Probably, he could, yeah, yeah, it'd be a good signing for him. Obviously, Tuchel knows him as well, played under him, so he knows him. Uh, well, no, he's not not my cup of tea, but you know, yeah, you can see you can see him, you can see him back there, back at Chelsea. I mean. mm-hmm. All right, it's all about his former club then, Arsenal. Got a good win against Crystal Palace. Always a difficult place to go. Sellers Park. First 15, 20 minutes was all Arsenal. Um, Palace, obviously, as the game grew, they they grew inside the group. Grew as well, so to speak. But, again, second goal. Killed the game off. Um, and Arsenal fans are, are very happy at the moment. And so they should be, in all fairness. Because we said on last week's show that they've recruited well. Arteta seems to be getting the tune out of players. He's... He's a... Uh, how can I put it? He's overcome a lot of hurdles, a lot of obstacles, and he's made some shrewd signings. But, uh, and there's that but, can they sustain it throughout the whole season? I know Saliba had a really good game, but Ben White are right back. I know, obviously, Tomiyasu is still to come back, and obviously Tierney, if Zinchenko, if Zinchenko gets injured or whatever, but do you think they can carry on that momentum? Do you think they can get into that top four? That's two questions, isn't it? Um, uh, difficult, difficult with Arsenal because uh, difficult. They did look, they, they do look better. Obviously, Zeus is a is a sterling signing. He, he was, he was, he's going to be a very good signing for him. But just you know, and Ben White's not going to play against Saha every week, so that, that was a tough one to, to open out on for him. But will they get in the top four? No, no, not for me. Not, not for me. I do like the centre half as well, though. But it's gonna, it's, it, it's gonna be between Chelsea and Arsenal. Find out. I reckon this year for that top four, I, like we discussed before, I think Tottenham are a far better team. Joe, I did say back in the last season, I thought Arsenal would get into the top four ahead of Chelsea, um, and I was wrong, obviously. Um, but it just seems like it's a different proposition now for Arsenal. They're a different proposition. They've got a striker that can score them goals. Jesus is in a troublemaker. They've got Martinelli that's coming on leaps and bounds. Still got Emil Smith-Rowe, Odegaard. It's obviously good for the fans to see that um, we've held that pressure, that pressure that they were under 
But I think people get carried away. It's just it's just one game. See if they can you know, do it game after game after game. It's okay in August when it's nice and sunny. You know when these when the season gets gets into it, you get back for the World Cup. Tired, cold places. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to we'll, it's judgment. The jury's still out, should I say? All right. Well, what about? City went to West Ham. Always a difficult place to go for them, but it's almost as feels a walk in the park. In all fairness, and there's Holland coming in to score twice on his debut, taking a penalty as well. For City have lacked a penalty taker for a good few seasons. Um, his second goal was just that's vintage Holland, isn't it? You know, um, great finish as well. But. They're looking scary, City. They really are. And they still don't have Laporte. You know, Laporte's injured, I think. Or if he, was he on the bench? Gundogan came off the bench. The five subs is going to make a big difference, though, isn't it? Phillips didn't even come on. Um, so they've got, like, yeah, they've got, they've got, it's told you it's a worry. It's a worry. When I've seen that, I was thinking it's like a giant playing against kids. He just puts the afterburners on and no one can touch him. Imagine him against Harry Maguire. Um, yeah, scary. So, um, I think Martin has had that job that day. Um, but, no, he's scary. Scary. You just think that 35 points to the better than us last year and they've got him. And he's pissed off and he doesn't like United. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Not good. <laughs> United have broken you this this weekend, man. <laughs> Every now and again, you throw them back in. <laughs> no, no, because you realise how how good this kid. You know, you know, what it reminds me of. You know, it remind it reminded me of. I know he's left. I know he's left footed, but it reminded me of Van Nistelrooy. Who uh, Holland? Yeah, just yeah. You know, he just reminded that me against Fulham that he, he put against he just, those. Yeah, he just yeah. just reminded me of him. You know, his, his movement is just electric and just just world class. His movement, his explosiveness, his finishing. It just reminded me of Ruud van Nistelrooy, and Ruud van Nistelrooy was lethal, lethal. Mm. So, yeah, this kid's only what nineteen, twenty. 21, I think. 21. 21 here, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and obviously with the support cast, Grealish is going to get better. Foden's going to get better. De Bruyne is the, the, one of the best players in, in the league. Uh, so, yeah, Cancelo, the, the new kid, looks looks lively as well. Um, yeah, they'll win it by a canter this year. By a canter. It, it's not even a not even a debate to me. I don't even need to think about it okay. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll get they'll, they'll win it by a lot this year and Liverpool can't afford to lose points already they're already two points behind just can't do it alright uh, let's talk about Newcastle uh, a team that I thought they were going to spend uh, yeah I thought they were going to spend quite a bit of money this summer but obviously they haven't done probably looking at financial fair play well, they've, got, they've, got good, they've got a good coach, an elite coach. So they got a good coach, yeah. Got a good coach. They beat Forest, a team that got promoted. The thing is, I, I watched most of this game, and it was just one-way traffic. It seems to me that Forest are going to take a bit of time to get used to the pace of the Prem. 
if they're going to get used to it, that is. Because the way I saw Newcastle passing that ball around, especially Guimaraes in the middle of the park, what play is. I'm glad I've got him in my fucking dream team. But yeah, two very good goals. Shares one was an absolute rocket and and um, that's what uh, Callum Wilson's goal. Bloody hell. The outside of the boot flick. Yeah, fantastic goal. That. Brilliant goal. Uh, yeah, I, oh, watched, I, I watched most of this game as well. A uh, bit naive, if you think, from, from Forest playing all them players. Uh, I think it was six or seven new players. Um a bit naive, um, and they'll they'll struggle this year. I think that they'll struggle to. I think if you look at we've, we've talked about this before. If the, the teams that have a good start are like ninety ninety five percent chance of staying up. If you have a bad start, it's like fifteen below to get relegated. And Forest, uh, they've got West Ham on the weekend. Which obviously it's not at West Ham, it's at Forest, so that's a difficult game as well. So they need to win that game because the home games and the home form will keep will give Forest out of any chance. I think um, the results they got last year in the cup competitions is as masked a bit uh, uh, that they thought they was going to get the same results. Well, none of them players are there anymore. They've got they've got rid of most of them, brought new players in. So you've got Jeldon players. Uh, you've got obviously Johnson, who's a, who's a good young talent, but you know this is the Premier League now. You don't get as many chances. Splash Newcastle did. It was like the Alamo in the first thirty minutes. They couldn't get out. Uh, but so, what, was, what was the game plan for Forest? Because every time I saw them get forward, well, this is the problem. This, in this, wide areas, but I didn't see anything. Well, this is the problem that you've got when you've, you've got six new players. You, you've got to integrate them and, and, and get them used to each other. Um, and it's difficult to do it at Newcastle, 60, 55, 60,000 people, and Newcastle on the ascendancy playing really, really, really well. So, and um, you've got no continuity. You, you, you don't you don't really know each other, and you're up against it. And they did well, really, to come away with 2-0, to be honest. But you yeah, need to get some results quick, because if you don't, you know, it's, it could be... Another week down the line, it's you know nine points adrift, and then you're up against it straight from the off, um, yeah. and then you've got no chance. So you need to need to get a win quick and and starting with with Saturday at home against West Ham, which will be you know difficult because they've just been beat. Rod, what do you think of Leicester then? Leicester blew a two goal lead against Brentford. I was lucky enough to put. Eve Antonio, my my dream team, I took up Martial because Martial had a hamstring injury. So I thought, let me put in Tony and he scored. But for Leicester to, to blow a two-goal lead is not great. I know Dewsbury Hall had a fantastic game. But when you think about it, Leicester could have problems this season, especially when you take into consideration Schmeichel's gone, Fofana wants to leave. Um, looks, like Madison, looks like Madison. Madison, like yeah. Madison could be gone. Tillemans looks like he wants out as well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, to be honest. Um, but um, looks like a, a mask exodus. So yeah, it's just a poor one, really. Two 0 up at home. You should see it out. And uh, the second goal was a really good goal. And shout out to him because he's, he's been recovering from an injury for eighteen months, a hip injury. That yeah. must that must have been a. 
difficult time and to come through it and score a goal like that, you can see it with all his teammates at the end. So, yeah, it was a good result for Brentford. And I'm not looking forward to Brentford this weekend. I'm just not. Well they, well, they talk about second season syndrome, isn't it? And after the first half, you're probably thinking, ah, OK, it's, it's creeping in already, you know, for Brentford. Uh, and then obviously they, they they fought back and they got their equaliser. Great. My main concern for Brentford this season, I said it last week, that where's the creativity going to come from now that Ericsson has gone? But in all fairness, I don't think they relied too much on Ericsson last season anyway, did they? But he didn't play the whole year. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't mate. But when I watched him, we they played United at the end of the season, you know, one of the last games. And he was instrumental in everything. Took every free kick, every corner, was always on the ball, was a playmaker. So he, he was instrumental at the end. Mm-hmm. But no, through the start of the season, the start, definitely not. And, and they had that momentum that, that, that carried them through. Like I said before, if you get a good start, you, you've got half, the, half a chance on 90% of, of staying up. Uh, and that's what Brentford did. So, um. Yeah, they just need to obviously keep that. They've got they've got good um, they've got good camaraderie, uh, Brentford, a good team spirit and a good ethos yeah. there, and they, they do it the right way. And I, I think if they stay up this this year, I think they'll go from strength to strength. But you know, it's like you say, it's that second season syndrome, isn't it? Okay, well, what about Aston Villa then, mate? They played Bournemouth, another team that. Has got promoted. Um, they lost two nil. Uh, good, great win for for Bournemouth. Don't get me wrong, but the game was kind of overshadowed by a tweet that came out the other day, and people were comparing Steven Gerrard's win percentage to Gary Neville's. Yeah, he's thirty five percent win rate at Aston Villa. Wait, is it's... the pressure on already? Well, yes, because you know when you spend money. You know, you become accountable because you know you're spending big money, um, and you know when you've got a, a record. I know it goes into last season, but two wins in twelve is not great. So you know all this with these wins were at the start of his his career at Aston Villa, where, where he did well, and and now he's been given a lot of money. Uh, Coutinho made some big decisions. Tyrone Mings dropped him as captain, put McGinn there. So, yes, the spotlight's on. He, he obviously looked at the fixture list, Bournemouth away. You know, we should really, we could win that. And Bournemouth turned up and, and turned them over. So, yeah, there's definitely pressure on, on um, Stephen Jard. And, and rightly so. You know, I, no, there's no secret. I, I do like Stephen Jard. I like him as a player, I like him as a, as a manager. But he's under pressure. Is under pressure on his the Premier League, and like I say, he spent big money, so he becomes accountable. Twenty-eight games, ten wins, five draws, thirteen defeats, and today, Gerard said that Tyrone Mings will only play for Aston Villa when he shows that he's ready to play. That's a bit damning, isn't it, man? He stripped him of the captain's armband. He's obviously done something to to, to rub his nose out of joint, and then. Uh... Whether it's being unprofessional, off the pitch or on the pitch, who knows? He, he's obviously privileged to all that, and he's seen it. And you know, Stephen Gerrard's a football man, very astute person, knows the game inside out. 
you know, I'm not going to question his judgment on this. And he's obviously done something wrong time in the rings and he's, and he's pissed Steven Gerrard off. So he needs to fix it and oh, he won't be playing. Well, you're right. He has spent quite a bit of money. He's brought in uh, Diego Carlos, who's a very, very good central defender. But you'd kind of expect Villa to get at least a point at Bournemouth on the opening day of the season. I get it. Bournemouth players are up for it. And this isn't me to, you know, knock them down in any way, shape or form, you know. But when you spend the money that you have done, you've got the squad that you have done, you're expecting more. And again, it was it was very, very toothless for Aston Villa. And when I look at the forward options in in um, Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings, and they've got Cameron Archer to come off the bench as well. He's a very, very good player. Very good player. Um Look, it makes look. you wonder, huh? Nothing, sorry, go on. Is that? Nothing, go on. Tell me, what were you saying? <laughs> no. Oh, tell, tell me on WhatsApp, I don't know, I don't know. Who's um, yeah, agent Archer? He's with Unique, I think. Oh, oh I don't know. He's, he's the same as, same as uh, Foden, I think. All right, okay. Yes, yes, he left our agency to go somewhere else, all right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> you know, no, I know bro. that. You know, I know that. Because his, his brother rented my house. Oh, really? And his br- brother... His, yeah. his brother plays non-league, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Jordan, is it Jordan? Jordan, that's it, Jordan, yeah. Jordan, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of minutes this season. He came off the bench. Um, he's good Ramsey as well. Ramsey's got they've got some, Ramsey, they've got yeah. some Coutinho, they've got some good players, uh, Aston Villa, some really good players. So, like I say, he comes he comes caliber now because he's spending big money and you know it's a result business, he knows that. And you know, even though he's Steven Gerrard, he's, he's still accountable. And if you don't get results, I think they'll have... give him time though, Rod. Oh, yeah, they're not gonna, not gonna push the panic button right now, but he's still under a tad little bit of pressure because he's spending money and he knows the Premier League. If you get you know behind but behind the eight ball, it's struggle to win to, to struggle to win games in the Premier League, as it's shown because he's only won two in the last 12. Well, they got Everton next at home, so you know, you're, you're the old, hoping the old Lampard and Gerard. Yeah, exactly. And you, you, you've got people saying which which one was better as a player. Now they're going to say which one's better as a manager because they're just as bad as each other at the moment. Fucking hell. Well, well, well. I beg to differ there because Steven Gerrard turned Rangers into to league champions and Frank Lampard. Yeah, and, and Lampard got Chelsea into the Champions League with without spending any money because they had the transfer ban. Right, but yeah, but you can't. If if you're gonna choose, I'd rather have something to show for it than say, "Oh well, you know." I said I, I kept Everton out of relegation, or you know, I got him to the Champions League. It's he's actually won the league title, gotten into a, the, the Premiership, won a league title, left him in a better position than he got there. Debatable. And then, obviously, an experienced manager's come in, took over Frank Lampard and won the Champions League with them restrictions. No, no. Tuchel was able to bring in his players. All right, OK. Thanks so, very much. All right, OK. He was able to do it. All right, OK. I'm sure people will debate that as well. Uh, were there any more games? Oh, yeah, uh, Wolves. But nonetheless, Wolves you know, a derby, you know, failed in the playoffs. Uh, he did, you're right. 
went to Everton. So you know, even so Frank Frank Lampard, I'm, I'm dissing Frank Lampard, but I, I do like Frank Lampard. I didn't like him as a person, liked him as a player. But you know, this record speaks for itself. He was this person was getting slagged, and a certain Norwegians is exactly the same record as if not or if not better. So you know. They still talk about United, then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, speak, just stating facts of, of, you know, if someone's English and well liked in the media, if someone who's someone else's yeah. got agenda, yeah. whatever. That's yeah, that's that's yeah, that's standard, isn't it? That's standard. But uh, yeah, Wolves. Wolves played Leeds. They lost two one. I didn't watch this game. I didn't even watch the highlights. I'm not going to lie to you. All I know is I that there's a little bit. bit. There's a little bit of afters with the two. Do you know what happened there? I, I again, I don't know. Well, something or nothing. That something that happened in the first half or in part of the game. But obviously, you, you know, they've just been beat. So you're not going to be happy. But you know, as professionals, both of them in the in the pre match, uh, post match, said it was nothing. So yeah, I'm back. There you go. All right. Well, that that's it. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna discuss? Are any other football news? Anything that's happened that we've missed or we well, haven't? I was gonna uh, discuss. Well, if Stes was here, I was gonna discuss his, his lack of pace in, in his such line run. But shall we watch it again? Shall we put it again? Okay. Yeah. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you speed it up so it looks quick? So it looks quick. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I, I actually might be able to actually hang about. I might be able to. So if I, if I get that and just drag it like that. Yeah, yeah, it looks, it looks very. Uh, no, nah, yeah. so what? what so like, what, what would you make of the celebration? Like because he, he's watching the game. There it is the quick. What, what I like was the quick jump. You know, if you watch him when the ball hits the back of the net, it's almost as if he's he's like gone to head the ball and he's jumped. And look, here it is. There it is that little skip, and he runs with both of his arms out, both of the the arms out. Look at that. The emotion of football, eh? I was actually yeah. watching it. I was actually watching it, and then. I was watching at the end and um, the one nil down for snow because I spoke to him before. I said, You need to get three points in there. Thinking, Oh, that's not good. One nil at home. And then it was one nil. And then I turned on Sky Sports and it come on. It was 2 1. So, but obviously, yeah. I'm come on what I was, what I was watching. Yeah. So, yeah, good result and uh, a needed result as well because you know, you'd expect to win at home against Sutton United. Yeah. I, I want to know who that. I, I want to know who that fan is though, that came on the pitch that Steve ignored because it's almost as if look the the fan goes to have a warm embrace with Steve and he's like oh later no no no, no I'm not doing this look he goes no 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 <laughs> if you're that Doncaster fan man tell us who you are I think Steve owes you an apology so, you know what other thing when someone goes to shake your hand and you yeah. pull your hand out and they just go. That's what he did to that supporter, man. Went for the hug, the embrace, the whole Titanic music moment, you know, hearing Celine Dion, and he goes, ah, fuck that, I'm going back to the bench. (laughs) (laughs) I wish he was still on. Get his analysis of that. That's actually my favourite part, you know. But I'm I'm glad they got a win. I'm glad he's doing well. And I I see he's getting a lot of love on social media. It's about fucking time, man. Yeah. about time. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it, man. That's it for another... Show will be back next week. Um, do you want to plug in into anything? Have you got any pods coming up? Because I know um, Rodri gigs on football that's on Thursday. Um, people asking me, was it caught today? No, it wasn't. 
Why would you be at court? What have you done? Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no, no sense. So you know what you know what you think on social media. You get like something's what's happening, what's going on? Because I'm suddenly getting loads of friend requests and loads of fucking people. <laughs> so I knew no something's nothing, something's happening. <clears throat> so yeah. Well, and even if you knew what was going on, you wouldn't be at liberty. To say, he's gone. He's gone. If he went to court, he wouldn't be allowed to say anything anyway. And if he knew about what was going on, he wouldn't be able to say anything anyway. Just leave him alone, for fuck's sake. Jesus. He's got enough shit on his plate. He's got COVID, for crying out loud. You should have seen the video he sent me the other day. It was literally on his deathbed. I don't know if I was going to see him again. He disappeared. I was, I was just saying, like, you know... <laughs> my, 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 my battery went on my phone. <laughs> I was just saying... <laughs> if you I was just saying, if you were if you were in court, you wouldn't be at liberty to say anything anyway. You wouldn't be allowed to say anything, and and even if you did, like fuck, fuck's sake! It's like, the other day you were on your deathbed. I'm like, I mean, you got other things to worry about. You get your smell back for a start. Yeah, exactly. Like it's weird. <laughs> it's weird with no smell, and it's doomed me. I did. Okay, I, 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 like I said, I had COVID, but I didn't have it that bad. So like when you well, eat your Chinese today, I don't think about it bad. Really, it was just the first. You know, the first day was bad, but then obviously the, the, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's just recovering, but you still... Didn't you, still... you lose your eyesight or your eyesight or something in your right eye? When I was driving, yeah, in one eye, yeah. Fucking hell. I had to stop us on the motorway. It come on suddenly, because I was going to... Because I, uh, I was going to Stoke. We've got... Uh, I joined this, this this academy, head of recruitment, this academy. Um... A player would, uh, was signing forms for Port Vale, so we were going there for the for the picture and stuff. And just on on route, just like I've got to turn around, I had to pull over near our shoulder. <laughs> well, fortunately, Stoke ain't that far in comparison to London. Do you know what I mean? It's no, not you going fucking hackney. No, yeah, I was only like only like fifteen minutes away, so I just turned around. Fucking hell, Jesus! Well, fortunately, you're right. No, yeah, sweet. Excellent. All right, boys, girls, and whatever you identify yourself as, we'll be back next week. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention, Rod. No, no. Rod, no. you get some football, said that on Thursday. I miss Thursday, obviously, because I COVID, but this Thursday. Uh, and then, yeah. Nothing. On YouTube? That's YouTube, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You Anything YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. All that kind of stuff. All right, wicked. All right, that's it. People, take care. Bye-bye.